Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags, and with me as always is Dane. Tonight we had the opportunity to have another special guest. Packers tight end Isaac Nauda joined the podcast. Yeah, Isaac was great. Um, tight end, uh, trying to make uh, the, the 53 uh, in camp. Wags had a head-turning play in mini camp already, 35-yard touchdown. Uh, somebody's on the practice squad a good portion of last season. It's a loaded tight end group. I think it's the deepest position in the entire team, you could argue. Um, that being said, um, I think that he seems to fit the profile, the kind of guy the Packers like. And I think that um, if he can show on special teams, there might be a spot for him on the team. And it was really, really enjoyable, not only talk football with them, but also talk some of the mental aspect of the game. I think this is a really good uh, interview. Yeah, and you said I think the Packers, you know, always looking. They they keep keep four minimum, if not five tight ends, pretty much every year. So um, if he comes in prepared and can make an impact in camp, um, I think he could be a guy to watch out for to be on this fifty three um, and and definitely get some run this year. Coming into his third year in the league, we always talk about tight ends just take time to develop. So I think once. You see a young tight end get to year three. That's about when you're looking to see some development and, and things start to click a little bit more. Um, certainly, Isaac uh, spent a couple years with Detroit, uh, was uh, on the active roster uh, for a number of games, both in 2019-2020, signed with the Packers last December. So he got a little bit of a head start on the offseason program this year. Um, and I think he's going to be right in there competing and, and have a, a really good opportunity uh, to make this squad as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just encourage folks to listen to this one. We we learned more about Isaac, the football player, but also Isaac, the person and uh, just a really personable guy, somebody that you really want to root for. Um, you know, personal, uh, went through a lot of adversity, um, uh, father lost, um, you know, a, a lot during the financial crisis of uh, 2008. Um, we touched on that a little bit, just a really great guy. So, um, you know, please, um, you know, sit back, share this one with your friends, uh, because Isaac Nada is somebody that you, um, you're not going to want to miss. Yeah. Easy guy to cheer for, uh, number 82 for the Packers. So check him out. And uh, thanks for uh, catching us on this episode. With us now is Green Bay Packers tight end Isaac Nada. Isaac, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Listen, we always ask our uh, awesome guests the same question up front. Isaac, how's it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? <laughs> it's honestly, uh, it's honestly incredible. Um, you know, just the the history of this program. Um, the history of this team organization, I mean, it's from top to bottom, it's just been, um, you know, just been an incredible experience. Um, you know, obviously I'm going into, I got, I got to be here for the, the last half of, of last year and then, you know, now going through, 
um, just OTAs and, and really getting to know guys and build a relationship. Um, you know, it's just been incredible from top to bottom. Um, just the way everything's run, they truly let you be a professional, and it's honestly a, a, a pleasure to play here. And Isaac, you signed with the Green Bay last December, like you said. Was there anything in particular as you were a free agent at that time that drew you to Green Bay or was Green Bay just one of the first teams to call or how did that all run down? Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. I was playing in Detroit and um, our head coach and GM got um, relieved of their duties in, in, in there and I got released in the shuffle of that. Um, and as soon as I got released, you know, my agent was, you know, reaching out to teams and, and Green Bay was a team that, um, you know, showed a lot of interest and um, wanted me to be up there. And um, it's kind of always a team that, you know, if given the opportunity, you know, I wanted to play, you know, play for. Um, so, you know, as soon as, you know, I found out that Green Bay, you know, really did want me up there and, um, you know, wanted me to be, be a part of it. I jumped all over it. Um, you know, there was an opportunity for a couple other teams, but um, in my mind, there was no better place to go. Listen, you you come in and like you said, you came in partway through last season, and the Packers. I mean, you, you all of a sudden find yourself in a Super Bowl run. Um, you know, what's the culture like? What, what's it like coming in partway through the season? I, I imagine we always think the locker room seems like a pretty tight locker room from the outside, but um, you know, your perspective coming in, how, how they treat you, and and how did you fit in right away? Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, anytime you go into a new place, um, you know, you have to earn respect. You have to earn, you know, those relationships um, just through your work ethic and, and you know, and making plays and showing that you belong, you know, because ultimately this business is a performance-based business. And, you know, if you don't um, continue to keep getting better and, and, and add value to a team or an organization, like, you're going to be out of there. It's just, you know, the way it, it's just the, the nature of the business. Um, you know, but when I got in there, everybody was welcoming. Um, you know, I worked my tail off day in and day out, you know, to make sure that, you know, I'm not only giving myself the best opportunity, opportunity to succeed, you know, but also helping the team, you know, get to, you know, what, what the ultimate goal is. And that's a Super Bowl. So, you know, when I got there, the role was, um, you know, giving looks on, on, on scout team, you know, like whenever we were about to play a team, I'd be, you know, the opposite team's tight end, giving looks on special teams and just making sure that whatever I was doing, I was giving the best look possible so that when game day rolled around, the guys that they were going against, you know, was easy. Um, you know, so that was my role, you know, when I got in there, um, and fully embraced it. And I used it as, you know, just an opportunity, not only to get better, but to learn the system, um, to get ready for this next year. Um, and, you know, the game of football injuries can happen. You know, anything can happen like that, and you got to be ready to go. So my mentality coming in was um, learn the system from one, you know, because it really is it's a whole new language. Like a lot of people don't understand that it's not just, you know, you do this, you do this. Like, you know, there's all kinds of lingo and signals and, um, you know, all kinds of things that you have to know. And it's, it's deep. You know, our playbooks are thick. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, they think, you get in a huddle and you go, hey, you run a go, you run a go, and you guys run slants. Well, it's more complicated than that. Um, so just learning the system and then, you know, just trying to trying to meet a lot of the guys. And, you know, I got a lot of great great relationships now. Um, I mean, 
I think the biggest thing is Coach LeFleur encourages everybody to truly be themselves, which creates an incredible work environment, um, a super positive and um, happy workplace. Like every day I walk through that door, my gratitude level is through the roof, you know, because coming from Detroit, um, you know, really my whole life, I've won. I won three state championships in high school, transferred to IMG, um, where we're playing on a national, you know, schedule in high school, playing on ESPN, you know, and we didn't lose, um, other than a preseason game, which wasn't official, but, um, you know, but who's counting, to- right? Who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> and then I got to college, you know, won an SEC championship, a Rose Bowl, and played in the national championship. And then, you know, my first two years in the league, I mean, we start my rookie year. I think we started three, one and one and then lost 11 straight, you know, and just like, you know, when you're in a performance based business and your job is to go win and succeed, you know, it, it can, you know, be tough mentally, physically, you know, the whole, the whole lot of it and it's, the stress level is high. Um, so walking through those doors, that's, you know, always a happy place. It's a culture that's um, built to win. And everybody understands that you're in a city where there's very limited distraction and you can really hone in on your job and, and you know that you're playing for something so much bigger than yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're playing for an organization that prides itself on Super Bowls and, and winning and an incredible fan base. Like, I mean, I remember we got off the plane from, from an away game. We got in at like one in the morning and there's people at the airport clapping. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and this is on a, I think a Monday night or something. And I'm like, geez, like do people not even go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like they love the Packers that much that they'll be at the airport at one o'clock in the morning, you know? So just from top to bottom, it was so different from, you know, what I was coming from. Um, and it's just really an incredible, you know, incredible place to play for sure. Well, and as I was going to get to that, you played at one of the top high school programs in the country. Obviously, at Georgia, one of you know, in the SEC, the fan bases are rabid. So that's something that you also have to be used to at the same time. Um, so I'm going to come back to that. But just going back to the OTAs, um, how did everything go for you with the OTAs and minicamp? And how much do you think it makes a difference for someone like yourself, still just in the third year in your league, but also – even though you did get a head start with the Packers late last season, um, it's a it's a new team, new program. How much of a difference do you think it will have to be able to have a full off season this year? Yeah, I mean it's huge. Um, you know, I was able so coming from Detroit, I was playing in what's called a, a West Coast system, and that's very similar to you know what we have in, in Green Bay in, in the offense. So there was a little bit of carryover to where I was able to piece things together and go, okay, this goes with this and. You know, yada, yada, yada. Some of the formations have the same name, same lingo. But now that I've had, you know, that half of the year, and then, you know, OTAs, just able to hone in on the offense and um, and just really, you know, begin to learn conceptually and, and why the whys of everything we do, why we do this, why we do that. You know, it really helps build your football IQ, um, you know, in order to make sure that when you go out on the field, you don't have any, you know, what we would call MAs, missed assignments, um, you know, things of that sort. So, yeah, definitely getting an early jump on it definitely helped, you know, just as far as learning the system goes. Um, you know, I thought I had a good OTA. Um, I worked really hard and, and uh, you know, got some good stuff done in the, you know, couple of weeks of work that we had. Um, you know, so I was happy with where I'm at. Um, 
can always get better. I'm always learning. Um, but even just being in year three, like completely aside from the fact of the Packers system, like I understand not only how the NFL works on the business side, but how it works um, situationally. You know, that's really all the game is. It's a bunch of situations. Whoever executes the situation, the best is going to win the game. You know, whether it's a third and six, got to have it. Or, you know, it's a two-minute drill and you only need a field goal. You know, there's just certain things that go through your mind as far as how to attack certain things that coming in as a rookie, you're just trying to learn the plays, let alone, you know, learn the whole system and, um, you know, and situation. So just overall football knowledge, football IQ going into year three has definitely helped, you know, not only helped me learn this system here in Green Bay, but just helped me overall as a football player. Yeah, and how's your body and how are you doing physically? You you feeling pretty healthy coming out of camp as well? Yeah, I feel good. Um, you know, that's something I'm always staying on top of. You know, every year I get older, it's like, you know, you can't do it like you used to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, you got to stay on top of the little things because the details and the little things are what add up. And it's such a long season um, that if you don't get on things on the front end, it'll creep up on you later in the year. So. Um, you know, every day I'm trying to do stuff to make sure that I'm loose, I'm, you know, flexible, I got good movement. Um, you know, I'm just trying to stay on top of the chiropractic work, massages, you know, just all the little stuff that I can do to, to make sure that my body's ready to roll. Well, let me tell you, Isaac, it doesn't get better as you age. <laughs> we got about a decade on you, and uh, trust me, some mornings uh, are better than others. I was uh, going to say, though, like we're we're basically Mercedes Lewis's age, so Big Cat. I mean, <laughs> I saw. I think he's played more years in the league than the rest of you guys in that tight end room combined. Just incredible. So I don't think I see he look at you guys and say you don't have any excuses. But, you know, certainly, you know, getting your body ready is, is a yeah. big part of, of playing in the league for sure. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, nobody that goes out there feels good. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, everybody out on the field is dealing with something. You know, it's just who can manage it better and who can stay on top of it and make sure it doesn't become a bigger problem. You know, some some injuries happen. They just happen. It's a physical sport. Can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But just a little mix and in, in things, just little things like hydration. You know what I'm saying? If you stay hydrated, you're more than likely um, – you're, you're at a much better chance of not falling something. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make decisions throughout your week that, you know, either help that or ultimately are going to – you know, make it worse, you know, when you get out there on the field. So just all about managing that, eating right, uh, maintaining your weight, um, and just doing all the little things to, to help you succeed. You know, you, Isaac, you mentioned um, the, the mini camp, and uh, we were following along. We weren't able to uh, be there, but, um, you know, we were, we were following, and we heard about a, a two-minute drill in particular, I think he kind of had the play of the day um, from what we've heard, a 35-yard touchdown from Bortles. And uh, just kind of curious, um, you know, you know, is that the kind of play that maybe doesn't happen in year one and now is happening in year three? You know, I mean, it's, it's a, is the game slowing down for you? Because we were excited to see the success you were having in camp uh, from the Packer beat writers. Yeah, I mean – I think those are plays that I've always been, you know, capable of making. Um, you know, and a lot of the plays that I have made, they go unseen because they happen in practice. Um, 
you know, in games, it's all about opportunity, getting the opportunity to make those plays. And, and if, if you want to get those opportunities in the games, you got to make them in practice. Um, you know, Detroit was a different situation. We took Hawk with the eighth overall pick. You know, we had Jesse James and Logan, Logan Thomas, you know, in front of me. And, you know, so my opportunities in the passing game were limited. And then I started, for whatever reason, getting labeled as just a blocking tight end, you know. But at the time, you got to play your role. And whenever you get those opportunities, you got to do well in them. Um, and so that's, that's you know, all I, all I can do and all I tried to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I can make plays in the passing game, certainly. Um, you know, that was one of my – I think that's one of my greatest advantages is my hands and uh, just having a feel for the game. Like, I'm not the, the – freakiest athlete in the world um you know but I have good knack for you know getting open and if you get the ball close like I really pride myself in, in coming down with it so um so yeah I mean I think you know just making plays like that it's just a lot of you know a product of a lot of hard work and um you know just consistently trying to get better and you know and when the plays come you got to make them yeah I think that's got to be one of the toughest things being a young tight end in this league is not only do you have to be a pass catcher and be multidimensional, but also you can't not be a good uh, blocker as well. So, but then it can be sort of that catch 22, I'm sure, where you're trying to find any way you can to make an impact and get out on the field. Um, so that being said, who do you model your game after or where, where do you see as your path? you not only making the 53 but you know hopefully making an impact uh, on game days as well yeah I mean I don't I don't necessarily I would say I'd model my game after anybody in particular um you know I could make comparisons to guys that are similar in size um you know just whatever but I like to take you know things from a lot of different guys game and try to add it to mine and, and add it to my game in a way that improves how I already do things. Um, you know, there's certain things that I do that I know, you know, can get me open that is just natural to myself. You know, I've either picked that up off other guys or I've been taught it, you know, along the way. Or, you know, like if I know guys in a certain defense, like I'll stress, you know, on a route, I'll stress where I know he can't get beat to be able to set routes up. You know what I mean? So, a lot of that I've taken from from older guys. You know, one of the best in the game is, is Travis Kelsey doing it. Um, you know, George Kittle is another great, you know, route runner as well. Just, you know, getting open, being physical. You know, just just the, the little things in the passing game, you know, head fakes. Um, it's all about trying to confuse the defense, you know, to, think, to make them think you're doing one thing and then you're doing another. Um, you know, a lot of that's just, you know, tape. A lot of it's just repetition over the course of the years to where, you know, when I do get out there and run, it just becomes natural. I don't even think about it. Um, you know, I usually get to my, my yardage depth that I need to get to. And then, you know, from that point, you just got to get open, you know? Um, but it's just, I would say, you know, I try to take as much game as I can from, you know, other guys. You know, I learned from Bobby, you know, I learned from big dog, especially in the blocking game. Cause I mean, the, the stuff that he does goes so unnoticed, um, but he's so technically sound um, in the little things that he does, whether, whether it's with hand placement or, you know, helmet placement or just being where somebody's going to end up rather than going to him and get beat, you know what I mean? So 
I try to take as much as I can from everybody and apply it to my games, either where I'm, where I'm weak or, you know, just an area where I can keep improving and just try to, you know, be a melting pot of, you know, a lot of guys. You know, and kind of coming off of that, I mean, so he was a tight end. The Packers historically had carried a fullback. Uh, I don't think we have what we consider a traditional fullback at this point. Um, do you see yourself as more of a traditional tight end? Um, have they been showing you in different looks? I mean, you know, as much as you can share, of course, I'm just kind of curious, um, you know, what that's looking like for you this year. It's a crowded tight end room, but you're a versatile guy. So, you know, kind of curious um, what, you know, where, what kind of looks they're putting you in. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did a little bit of uh, fullback stuff when I was in Detroit. Um, but I, I, you know, where my strengths are is at the tight end position, either the Y or the, the F, as we would call it. Um, you know, more in line, also the ability to spread out, um, you know, split out and, and do some stuff in the passing game. But, um, you know, up here in Green Bay, they've, they've had me primarily just as an in line tight end, either the Y or the F. I haven't really done any pullback stuff. Okay. And, uh, what about uh, from from a um, special teams perspective? Is that something that um, you've had much experience with? Um, you know, a, a lot of guys I feel like these days have to do a lot of different things. So, um, just kind of curious, uh, is that something you're you you have interest in? Is that something that they're placing you in? Um, you know, just kind of your role there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, special teams, you know, especially being um, a tight end that's you know not necessarily the one or the two. Like that's you got to be able to do it and you got to do it at a high level. Um, you know, I take a lot of pride in special teams. You know, I plan on being a, you know, a four, four guy, you know, punt return, punt, kickoff return, kickoff, like as much as I can do, you know, I want to be doing it to, to help this team win. Um, you know, special teams is a huge phase, um, in NFL games and it can swing momentum. Um, you know, and it's and if you have good special teams, like you can you can win games off of that. You know what I mean? So to me, it's important and I've understood that. And, you know, I want to keep getting better at it um, and, you know, and really try to help be a weapon, you know, on those teams, you know, for us. So, yeah, I take a lot of pride in those. I, you know, I do as much as I can and, you know, whatever role they have for me, you know, I'm all for it. Was there any assignments or prep that Coach Outen gave you coming out of the mini camps to be prepared for when you come back for full training camp here at the end of July? Um, no, I just I think his main thing is just keep doing what we're doing, continue to get you know one percent better every day. That's all you can ask. I mean, if you're not getting better, you're staying the same, and in my opinion, that means you're getting worse. <laughs> um, you know, I'm all about growth, whether it's you know mental, physical. Um, you know, whatever. So, you know, really for me, it just comes down to continuing to study, to know this thing inside and out, because really like when you know something inside and out, it takes thinking out of it and you're just able to play fast. You know what I mean? So, um, it starts, you know, number one, knowing where to line up. And then it starts after that with seeing the defense, seeing coverage, seeing rotation. Um, because you got multiple adjustments on routes, you know, based off whatever the defense is playing. So. Um, you know, just taking the thinking out of it to where I can line up and see the defense and then make a plan for you know, how I want to attack it. Um, you know, whether it's in a blocking game or passing game, like 
um, you know, that's where I want to be, you know, really stout. So I'm just going to continue to study, stay on top of that. So, you know, when we do go into camp, you know, I'm tuned up and, and ready to roll. Um, but yeah, just getting better in every way. Like there's, there's no way that I can't get better in something, whether it's flexibility or, um, shoot, rolling out one more time before I go to bed. Um, looking over one more thing, like any way that I can get better, I'm trying to do that. Um, Cause really just the way I'm built in general, like I can't chill for too long. I start to get a sick like hit in my gut to where it's like, you know, what are you doing? Because at the end of the day, everybody has to hang their cleats up at some point and it's different for everybody. Some people it's 16, 17 years. Some people it's a year in the league. Some people never make it to the league. But when I do hang my cleats up, I want to make sure that at the end of the day, I did everything that I could possibly have done to, um, you know, be successful at this. So, you know, whatever it is, off season, you know, you bet you're, you know, you bet I'm training. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm training, getting ready to go and catching footballs. And uh, ultimately, like, I just want to help this team and all these guys who grind so hard, you know, be a part of something special. And that's the Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously, you got to start one day at a time, um, you know, but you always got to keep that end goal in the back of your mind. And, and it's really the why for everything you do. It's why get up and train. It's why, you know, I battle through pain sometimes. It's why, you know, you can get stressful and whatever, but we all do it for the same reason. And so I never want to be the guy that would let somebody down, you know, so I try to prepare that way. Um you know, and I just try to work that way. So going into going into this last little stretch before we hit camp, I think the message was just continue to continue to get better. And, and when we get back, you know, let's roll. So, you know, you talked about the, the physical, you know, I think the physical toughness of the game. Um, you've been through some hardships in your personal life uh, that that have been documented uh, in the past. And, I, you know, I, I've been drawn to your story, I think, um, for folks that haven't heard it, look it up. But, uh, you know, how does that prepare you as well? Um, you know, now you find yourself in this moment, right? Um, it, it, does that help you, you know, from a mental toughness perspective, kind of being able to reflect back on some of the challenges that you went through as a younger person? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I try to tell people all the time and I, I don't want to ever paint the picture like I had it harder than anybody else because there's a lot of people who've gone through a lot harder stuff. But, um, you know, I have been through some adversity in my life and, you know, I know what it's like to have, you know, all your needs met and I know what it's like to have nothing. You know what I mean? And I think through that, you know, I was truly able to learn what's important in life and what's not. Um and I was also, you know, able to re- to relate to a lot more people. Um, I think when you do go through adversity or you go through pain and you still complete something or you come out the other side, I think that gives you power um, because it, it, in your in your brain, you know that you can you can get through it. You can conquer it, um, you know, and I think. Just going through some of the stuff I went through growing up, you know, to to sliding to the seventh round to get, to get drafted, you know, which I had no anticipation of happening to then getting cut to then being on P squad to, you know, just the whole lot of it. Um, you know, the way that I think about it is just that there's certain things that you have to learn in your life, certain things that you have to go through, you know, in order to prepare you for what's coming next. Um, and just through all of it, you know, I grew a lot as a person. I grew a lot as a player. 
Um, I realize I'm a lot tougher than I, you know, than I probably thought I was. Um, and there's just, you know, little, there's just little, little victories in there that I'm able to look back hindsight 2020 and go, you know, I didn't understand why this was happening then, but I get it now, you know, and I think all of that has prepared me, you know, for this year. And I'm thankful for all of it. Was there, and if you don't want to share, that's fine, but was there any particular moment that you look back on now uh, that things started to click together and that, that kind of just, you know, uh, settled in for you and, and you got that focus around that? Yeah. Um, I think so. It's kind of crazy. I was dealing with this Achilles issue that, um, I actually met a chiropractor in Detroit that was referred to me, um, through, through another teammate of mine. And shout out Dr. Zach and best chiropractor in the world, Farmington Hills, Michigan. Go see him. Um, but, there was a moment where I, I just remember being in practice and looking up at the clock and just thinking like about all the other stuff I'm good at because I was in so much pain, but I was in a position where I couldn't stop because if I stopped, I was out of there. So I just had to push through and um, ended up meeting this chiropractor. And it turns out my Achilles issues was an issue that was in my head in a particular system called your vestibular system. And your vestibular system is kind of, it's like your equilibrium. It's your ability to, to track a football when the football comes in so that your eyes don't lag, that your eyes can track it. It's in control of all that. And that system controls your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands are your fight or flight glands. So that controls anything that bends, your ankles, knees, elbows. So that system was off and it was affecting my Achilles. So structurally, there was nothing wrong with my Achilles. I just had to fix another system, which was actually in my head. And long story short, this chiropractor, you know, found that out and fixed me. Um, and I came back and for the first time in like a year and a half, I had zero Achilles pain the next practice. And then two weeks right. later, I was active in my first NFL game and GM came up to me and was like, Hey, I don't know what you've been doing, but you look like the guy we drafted. And so that for me was kind of the turning point of, I don't know, man, I just got humbled down to nothing. You know, I got humbled down to the point to where I was looking up at the clock, you know, I'm living out my dream. I'm playing in the NFL. I'm having zero fun doing it because I'm in so much pain. Um, so as soon as I got out of pain, got active and played in my first game and just continued to get better, you know, from then on, I think that was the moment to where it was just like, okay, you know, this is, you're definitely here for a reason. This is what you're meant to be doing. And, you know, like I said, there was just had the, the, a lot of stuff I had to learn. I, I really truly learned that I love this game and that um, there's a lot of things that, I'll, that I'm willing to go through to continue to play it. And, um, and I don't know, just the whole experience is cool looking back at it because at the time I just was like, why, why is this happening to me? You know what I'm saying? I started my freshman year in college, freshman all American, um, to the next year, you know, had decent stats, but we played in the national championship, but then having a really good junior year. And then after that, had a bad combine, slid all the way to seventh, got cut, got cut again, was in pain, you know what I'm saying? So, like, just from that point on, um, you know, things just really started to look up. And um, because of it, I just have so much gratitude. You know, I'm so thankful to be a Green Bay Packer and, and walk through those doors every day. And, um, you know, all that led me to here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if things would have gone differently, I'm probably not here right now. 
you know, so, um, you know, everything led me to this moment and, you know, I'm just blessed to be here, man. Are you having fun again? I'm having so much fun. Like, like I said, the amount of joy and gratitude that I have every day, our room is incredible. We got, you know, incredible staff. We got, um, incredible coaches. Like, I mean, if you can't have fun in there, you know, something, something's off because it's just an incredible place to work and, and play. So Dane and I have an ongoing, I won't say argument, but um, the effect of the cold. So I got to ask, man, in December at Lambeau, sleeves or no sleeves? No sleeves. Listen, so I actually really embrace the cold up here. Um, now, when I practice, I'm in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Don't get me wrong. It is cold, like. Like I was standing there, I had pretty much everything covered but my ears, and it felt like a knife was was cutting the top of my ears off. Like it is cold. Um, but you know, when we go out there and practice, like the mentality that I have is it's an advantage. Like whoever's coming to play us is not practicing in this. You know what I mean? So when they get here, it's even colder to them. You know, so it's different than when you're when you're three one and you know 10 and you're practicing outside in the cold versus you know you're about to play an nfc championship game and you know that that's about to be an advantage for you you know like you you go out there and embrace the cold and you love it so it's just two different mentalities of you know either you know it's cold i'm about to go to bad practice or it's cold and like let's get it you know what i mean it's the same thing it's it's just the mental aspect of it like you know we can beat the cold like we can handle this cold, you know, so when you get out there on game day, the cold ain't nothing. You know, and Dane, that's like the perfect answer because I think he just made both of us right. So <laughs> you yeah, can't thanks, get any I better than that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, what what kind of music? I, we want to be mindful of your time, but what, what what kind of music are you listening to? What are you into outside of football? Um, you know, what, what do you jam out to? Are you a movie guy? You know, tell us a little bit about that because um, you, you've been really open and honest with us, and we appreciate that. And I just want to yeah. know, you know. What what else? What else about you? Man, I'd probably say my favorite hobby of anything is driving. Um, <laughs> I love to drive. Um, I'm actually pretty good at it. Like, um, like I really wouldn't mind like getting into you know being a professional driver at some point and just really learning how to truly whip a car. Yeah. Um, but I just you know that's kind of my meditation time. That's my me time. You know when I'm driving. Um, you know, either got some good jams on, which I, so I love all music, basically. Um, what I'm most into is house, tropical house, which is more of like a, you know, dance music. Um, and then I love hip hop. I love classical rock. Um, not classical, classic rock. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends in music, um, now I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm gonna have to get with Big Dog and, and learn truly how to DJ. So that's something that I'd love to do too. But I got a good taste for it. I can't sing I, at all. I can't play an instrument. Like I'm not musically inclined that way, but I got a good ear for it. Um, so I like a little bit of everything. Usually when I'm in the car, I'll slap the shuffle on and whatever comes on, comes on. There's all kinds of wild stuff on there. Um, <laughs> just compiled over the years, but, um, I definitely love music. Um, you know, like I said, it's kind of my me time. You know, a lot of it 
it's just kind of funny. It's just whatever mood, whatever mood I'm in, that's usually what I'm playing. When I'm feeling cocky or I'm feeling a certain type of way, I'm probably going to slap on a little hip hop music. Yeah. Um, you know, if I want to just chill, you know, I'm usually playing more of that house um, type of music where it's, you know, just a hook and then music. So, it's, you know, you can kind of just tune out and it's just something in the background. Um, but yeah, we saw, we saw you were on vacation uh, recently, right after uh, camp and before training camp. Uh, was that more house music? Uh, you, it looked like you were in the Bahamas. Uh, what were yeah. you jamming out to there? That was a that was a, that was a little mix of everything. I was with uh, you know one of my good buddies and his dad was along and um, his dad is big on uh, classic rock, so we had a lot of that going. Um, you know, he's also a fan of Pitbull, Mister Three Hundred Five, so we had a little bit of that going. Um, you know, but just whatever. You know, I really like it all. The one thing I'm really not into though is like like heavy metal, like head banging. You know, that's a bit much for me. But everything a step below that, I'm cool with. Well, I don't know if you'd be the driver, but if you're not driving from the practice field back to Lambo during camp, just a tip, I would uh, hop in the back of uh, Bastiari's <laughs> truck because you might have some uh, post-practice uh, Bud Lights waiting back there for you in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever took that picture missed me by a day because I've been in the back of that truck before, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Isaac, we really appreciate your time and thank you so much for joining us. Be- before we let you go, we always ask everyone to give us a go pack go and um, uh, we'll do that in a second, but uh, just really best of luck to you um, and uh, everything that you have going on as you move forward into camp. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully you can stay healthy and, and uh, really make a, a run with with this team this year. We're really excited to get back into football here soon. Hey, you, you and me both. I appreciate uh, you guys reaching out and getting me on. Um, appreciate you guys being true fans as well. Um, I know it means a lot to a lot to me and a lot of other guys because, um, you know, if it weren't for y'all, we'd be playing in front of nobody. So um, appreciate you guys as well. Absolutely. So uh, we're, if you want to give us a go, Pat, go. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. My pleasure. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Thanks, Isaac. Appreciate Thanks, you. Isaac. We'll see you at camp. Sounds good. See y'all. Yep. Take care. There ain't no second place in Lambo.